0: Hello fellow rebel capitalists hope you're well so it's official real estate prices are starting to decline they're coming down especially in real terms so we have to ask the question is this the start of the next real estate crash has the housing bubble 2.0 officially popped let's get right into some charts and try to connect some dots here First, we go to Zero Hedge, and a really interesting chart. I've seen this uh, data in multiple on different charts, but I've never seen all of it on one chart put together. This blue line. Let's start with this one. This represents the price increases according to the Case-Shiller index from 1991 to 2006, and really they could have just done it from pretty much 1998. You guys know from watching my videos, uh, 1998, you can go all the way back to 1900 and home prices are pretty much flat when you adjust for inflation. And I believe the Case Shiller Index also adjusts for size, 80% sure. But uh, regardless, just using this as kind of a proxy for the overall market here, we see that prices went up according to the index. And this is not uh, saying that home prices went up by 109,000. This is just... uh, saying that home prices went up by the uh, metric that the index is using. so uh, hence the word index. <laughs> All right so we see that this index went up by 109 from 91 to 2006. that was the peak we know what happened then it started to come down 2008 2009 they completely crashed and then we bottomed out in the summer of 2012. I know, I know this well, because I started buying real estate in August of 2012, and uh, I did very well. I started selling in 2018, and uh, I just was reminded, in fact, I was doing my taxes the other day, and I completely forgot about it, but the very last property that I had, I sold in 2022. For some reason, I thought I sold it before uh, the Cervasa sickness, but uh, I didn't. I sold it in 2022, and the gain was staggering. In fact, I, I actually remember the numbers. I bought the house for about fifty thousand dollars. This would have been in 2012. It was in Kansas City, great neighborhood. Um, it was a four bedroom, two bath that I went and remodeled. I had it rented initially for I think eleven hundred. And by the time I sold it, I think the rent was maybe 1400 And I sold it for right around $240,000. So now I, I bought it for fifty. dollars All of that's not profit. I remodeled it. So there's those expenses. Um, but then the maintenance and whatnot, it was just coming straight out of the the, the rent. So, the renter was paying for the taxes and the insurance and all that stuff. So, I don't know if you calculate all the rent that I collected over the years, the positive cash flow, because I didn't have a loan on this one. And um, if you calculate the gain, I, I mean, I don't know what it was. What it was, I'd have to do the math. But that's a significant gain. Uh, that's an example of buying low and selling high. You know, so many people ask me, oh, What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And I always just tell people, Buy things when they're cheap and sell them when they're expensive. (laughs) Don't try to time the the bottom or the top. I just got completely lucky by timing the bottom there. But anyway, getting back to this chart, start by looking at or continue by looking at what prices did after 2006. They went down by 50 points. So we can assume roughly about 50% when you adjust for inflation. And since 2012, when they bottomed out, this the increase to the Case-Shiller index has been 174. So just to make sure we're all following here, from 91 to 2006, it went up 109. From 2012 to 22, 174. For those of you who are wondering whether or not we are in a housing bubble. Now, prices have come down by 16. And to give you a, a some kind of more uh or some uh, more concrete numbers. I think that's the best way to say it. Let's go over to this chart, which I love. This website's fantastic. So much great information here. This is long tre- longtermtrends.net. We go Case Shiller home price versus the CPI. So they've got this home price index and then they subtract the CPI. So basically real home prices, home prices adjusted for inflation. And we can see that uh, we got to the bubble here or the peak of the last bubble in 2006. And then prices came back down, bottomed out in March or so, uh, 2012. And then they just went straight up, just like we saw in that last chart. But uh, what I want to point out here is where do they bottom out? They bottom out pretty much at their historic long-term average and this goes back to 1945 but we could go all the way back to 1900 and it's pretty much the exact same story and there was probably a little room to the downside there which in going back to my personal story i remember that hello fellow rebel capitalists got a quick question for you are you someone that realizes we are headed straight for an economic recession maybe even worse You also realize that the government is trying to restrict your freedom, liberty, and privacy on a daily basis. We've all heard in the news lately about central bank digital currencies, and it's not a matter of if we get them, it's simply a matter of when. But although you know we're facing all of these problems, you don't know what to do about it. How do you protect your wealth or grow your wealth when we're dealing with a very, very Volatile economic environment? Or how do you maintain or increase your freedom and privacy when we have this woke Orwellian government that's trying to micromanage your life? Well, fortunately, got some good news for you. I have set up an event that is focused on helping you, the rebel capitalist, find solutions to these problems. It's all set up to help you build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments. That event is Rebel Capitalist Live. It's going to be absolutely incredible. It's in Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. We're going to have speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, Robert Barnes, just to name a few. So to get more information on how you can attend this incredible event that's going to give you actionable intel that will help you prepare for the rest of 2023 and beyond, Go to rebelcapitalistlive.com and I will see you in Orlando. When I bought those houses or starting started to buy houses in 2012, I th- assumed that the market was still gonna go down. It's very similar to the story I had when I bought oil producers in March of 2020. I assumed that the price of oil was gonna continue to go down, but I wasn't trying to ask the question, is this the bottom? or is this the top? I was simply asking myself the question, is it cheap? And so since the answer was yes, I went ahead and and purchased. And again, got very, very lucky by almost timing the bottom to the specific month. But now look what has happened to prices. They're starting to come down and and come down quite significantly. I mean, that's not just a, a minor blip right there. And so and what does the future hold? Well, that's when we have to go back and look at all the research that we've been doing with the yield curve and with these other curves, kind of the more esoteric curves, like the fed funds futures, uh, the euro dollar futures curve, and we see that these the smart money out there in the entire world is betting that the fed is not just going to pause, but they're going to drop rates fast. And so I am under the belief that Jerome Powell is going to keep rates as high as he possibly can for as long as he possibly can. Why? Due to his legacy. And you know, you got to put yourself in Jerome Powell's shoes. You want to be remembered as Arthur Burns or Paul Volcker. Because he's going to probably push it a lot further than he should because of his personal legacy, among many other reasons. That considered, and obviously if I can recognize this, the market can recognize this as well. That considered, they still believe, they're still betting a lot of money that Jerome Powell is not just going to pause come summer, but he is going to drop rates and drop rates fast going into the end of 2023. Last time I looked, the market was projecting that the Fed would drop rates by 100, maybe even 120 basis points by the end of this year. So you have to ask yourself, what type of environment would we be in that would prompt the Fed, Jerome Powell, who is very concerned about his legacy to not only pause, but to drop rates by 120 basis points when he's got that whole Arthur Burns, Paul Volcker thing going on in his subconscious, or maybe even in his conscious thoughts. That would have to be a hard landing, to say the least. I mean, that would have to be some sort of financial crisis, some sort of economic crisis, not just your garden variety recession. That would have to be some sort of maybe even potential black swan event that the market is predicting. So then you got to ask yourself, how does housing hold up in that? And you say, well, George, it might do well because the Fed's going to drop rates. Y- yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, you're right. The Fed's going to drop rates, but if the unemployment rate goes up to 15%, I-, I'm, I don't see how that's going to be positive for the real estate market, especially when prices, although they have come down significantly, are still higher just for inflation than they were during 2006. And if you're someone that believes that we're in a housing bubble then, how can you not believe that we're in a housing bubble now? I understand the dynamics are different. We've got supply shortages. We've got people that don't want to sell their house. We've got people that are stuck in their house because they've got this super cheap mortgage and they're not going to buy another house because then they have to go from a 3% fixed rate loan up to a 7%, 8%. I totally get that. But under the right conditions, the decrease in demand can far outweigh the impact of limited supply, and that's what people really need to understand. So, like I've said pretty much since the beginning, I start uh, since the beginning of uh, me starting this channel is I believe that at some point these prices this home or excuse me, this Case-Shiller Index will have to come back down to its historic level. And I would not be surprised that it comes back down to the prices that we saw in 2012 when you adjust for inflation. And if you just do the math, it it wouldn't be that tough. If you just assume, let's say that nominal prices go down by 20% over the next five years, you just combine that with maybe 5% inflation per year on average, and boom. You're right back down at 2000 or very close to 2012 levels. And that 5% average per year, I don't think that's a stretch if you're someone that, like me, believes that the 2020s will look a lot like the 1940s as far as the rate of consumer inflation that we see over the entire decade. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. Make sure you remember to go to rebelcapitalistlive.com and get your tickets most incredible live event you will ever go to. It's in Orlando, May 12th through the 14th. We're going to have amazing speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, just to name a few. So you got to get your tickets ASAP, guys. The prices go up as we get closer to the event. You've only got about another four, three or four weeks, something like that. So you can get your tickets at rebelcapitalistlive.com. I'll see you in the next video.